kimni na turang kirmarama dorwo kinongone lewa ki kimni rongone na vida na mada sauti kiroa vital no tiko patekinando na marama membalata tiko indua verto na nanda dorwo do ngito rakavi e amai mabosar vokada e malvani na dani i dorbongo madi vosa e nikua kiro ne vital no tiko patekiwatina ya na dhenino na leo ni vale okaili ka kiro na vital no tiko nikua ka una batarin ko tiko sana ka membaletra na matavu vale ka bakatalanga kina na ve ka membaleti madiu Good morning, Kylie. Thank you very much for agreeing to be interviewed. Hi, Tapola. Thanks for having me. Our program will be heard in different parts of Australia and some may hear our interview on the internet. Can you please tell us what happened to Matthew during the match where he sustained this injury? Yeah, Matthew was injured on the 21st of March, the first game of the season playing rugby against Melbourne University. It was a regulation maul that brought him down, I'm told. It was nothing out of the ordinary. Matthew felt a click and he said his veins felt hot and he knew right away it was very serious. He was taken to Box Hill Hospital where it was confirmed they were treating him for a spinal injury. And an x-ray later that afternoon revealed there was a fracture and a displacement of the C5 on C6 bones in his neck. He was transferred that evening to the Austin Hospital where they have the best spinal care unit in Victoria. And what type of uh, medical procedures has he undergone? He underwent surgery the following morning and had some bone from his hip fused into his neck and he had his spine realigned. Two days later he had a second surgery on the back of his neck to insert a metal ladder and screws to further support his spinal cord. He spent two and a half weeks in the ICU. During that time he was intubated and heavily sedated before he underwent a surgical tracheostomy to remove the tube from his throat and have it inserted into his neck until he was strong enough to breathe on his own. Until now, do you know if uh, he will regain uh, functionality? Well, we were told his spinal cord was intact but had a sharp bend in it and the doctors weren't sure of the damage sustained or what functionality would return. We were given a worst-case scenario and that's that Matthew would be arms with no hands, so that means he'll have movement in his head, neck, shoulders, elbows and wrists but nothing in the fingers and nothing below the upper chest. Currently, his level of injury is consistent with his scans And whilst the doctors don't expect too much to return functionality-wise, at the same time they don't know enough about the spinal cord and how it reacts in a trauma and how functionality is regained to really give us a 100% diagnosis yet. And uh, what is his condition today? Uh, His recovery to date has been very slow. With his initial injury, he had a collapsed lung and developed pneumonia. And due to the level of injury, the muscles which help his lung function and his stomach and diaphragm muscles are all paralysed. So when Matthew gets a cold on his chest or an infection, he's unable to cough or bring up sputum and phlegm and he needs some assistance for that. Um, If we're not staying on top of it, he gets pretty ill pretty quickly and unfortunately it's kept him bouncing back between rehab and hospital over the last 12 weeks and it's really set back his recovery. Also, we have to be mindful that due to his injury, he can no longer regulate his body temperature. So there are some additional considerations we must be aware of going forward. He has movement in his head, neck, shoulders, elbows and wrists, some more so on the right side. So he's working with what he's got at the moment and just trying to strengthen those muscles. Can you tell us a little about your your family and how do you and your family cope with the change in your household? 
It's been a really difficult time for all of us. I've had to take carers leave from work and I visit him every day, depending on which hospital he's in. It's a 90 to 100 kilometre round trip from home. We have two children, Ezekiel's five and Ariella is three, and I have one or kids with me five days of the week. Sometimes we can only stay a couple of hours visiting Matthew as I have to schedule around his therapy, which we often accompany him to, and drop-off and school pick-up times. But we're Matthew's only family in Melbourne and he's been totally dependent on everyone for everything. He's been unable to feed himself or scratch his face if it's itchy or change the channel on the TV remote and he doesn't like to call nurses in for trivial issues. So it's important we're there as much as we can be to support him. And look, our children have just amazed me every day how well they're handling everything. So can you uh, tell us uh, some uh, of the changes you will have to make um, for my view in the future? Yeah, we have to modify our house for when Matthew returns home. His discharge will be dependent on not only his recovery, but about how our home's set up to accommodate him and the care plan that we put in place. Uh, we need to do a renovation, firstly to our bedroom and bathrooms, and later on it'll be the kitchen. And we have to install some home automation so Matthew can use his voice as opposed to his fingers to control things like the front door opening and the lights and the television. We also need to purchase some big items like a power wheelchair, a commode, a special high-low power bed. Uh, we need to have ceiling hoists and sling installed to get Matthew in and out of bed and a vehicle. And uh, being 198 centimetres, uh, much of this will have to be custom-made for his size. So how can the community assist oh, your family, had, Kylie? We've had wonderful support from the Victorian rugby community and you know the Fijian community as a whole. Um, they can help sending messages of support, which can be found at www.matthewvossa.org. Also, by checking out Matthew's Facebook page for Matty, that's the number for Matty, M-A-T-T-Y, where you'll find information on the fundraising events that are planned. And oh, can you tell us about some of the events coming up? Yeah, sure. There's a Matthew Vossa benefit game this Saturday, the 18th of July, at Power Avenue Ashwood, the Harlequins' home ground, where Harlequins will be taking on Moorabbin, and they'll wear special jerseys emblazoned with Matthew's name. They're actually going to be worn in the first home game of next season also, and will be auctioned off after that game. People can also head down to Ashburton Meets in High Street, Ashburton, in July and mention a connection to Harlequins and 10% of their purchase will go to Matthews Fund. And finally, on the 25th of July, Melbournians are really going to be sport for choice with the Harlequins hosting the Matthew Vossa Christmas in July Gala Ball and the Trinity Assembly of God in conjunction with the Fijian community hosting a multicultural night, which I believe you're going to have further details on coming up soon, Topola. And uh, finally, can you tell us a little about the... Uh Red Hot Chili Challenge? Sure. Last Tuesday, Melbourne Rebels launched the Red Hot Chili Challenge to raise awareness for Matthew. It's similar to the Ice Bucket Challenge, and you too can take the challenge by eating a chili and burning your body to stay strong for Matthew, which is your message of support. You then nominate three people to undertake the challenge and share your video on social media, and we really need all your help to make this go viral. Okay, so is there a different kind of chili that you have to eat? A hot one.